Welcome to the Mercy Hill Podcast. My name is Brandon Nichols. I'm one of the pastors of Mercy Hill Church in Marietta, Georgia. And on the podcast, we love to have discussions that are intended to stir up your affections for Jesus. Today, I'm going to be joined by my friend David Black. Dave is the pastor of Grace Church in Kennesaw, Georgia, and just a guy I really enjoy spending time with every chance uh, I get. Uh, Dave's going to walk us through a passage in Mark chapter 2 where the Pharisees question Jesus and his disciples about fasting. What's going to become apparent is Jesus and the Pharisees have two very different visions about what God's kingdom is. Dave, welcome. We're so glad to have you on the Mercy Hill Podcast. How's it going? Uh, It's going really well. Thanks. (laughs) Good, good. Listen, some people at our church know you, some people might not know you, so why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Sure. Uh, My name is David Black, and I pastor a church called Grace Church. So I guess if you can't be Mercy, you might as well be Grace, right? right? In Kennesaw, up by the mall. And uh, my wife and I have three kids. I originally grew up in the area, spent some time up north, but we came to our senses and back home. Moved back to Georgia. Yeah. So you and I became friends maybe five years ago. Yeah, right when we moved back. Right. I don't know if you would say this about me, but what I tell people about you is that you are probably my closest pastor friend in the area. I would say almost exactly the same thing. Almost. That's hurtful. Except I look a little bit better. I tell them that. (laughs) Good. Well, listen, so our church right now is walking through the book of Mark. Uh, You're here to help us do that. Yeah. Uh, and so the big theme, the big idea for Mark for us has been this, uh, that the Mark identifies Jesus as the true king, and this true c- king is bringing a kingdom, uh, but it's a different sort of kingdom right. maybe than people expected. Uh, and so we've really been examining a series of conflicts between Jesus and these guys called the Pharisees, right. and at the heart of that is this major difference between their vision for what God's kingdom is going to look like and what Jesus' vision for God's kingdom is going to look like. Uh, So we got a passage today, Mark 2. Uh, We're going to start in verse 18. I'm going to read it, and then I just want to hear your thoughts uh, on the passage. Sure. So Mark chapter 2, verse 18. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and the people came and said to him, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guest fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. If he does, the patch tears away from it, the new from the old, and a worse tear is made. And no one puts a new wine in old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is destroyed, and so are the skins. But the new wine is for fresh wine skins." All right, so there's a lot going on in this passage. Yeah. Um, there are some confusing things happening in this passage. So let's start just here. What is fasting, and is Jesus against it? Yeah, I think right off the bat I'd say no. Like Jesus is not against, against what fasting is. Um, you know, for people who grew up in church, they might be loosely familiar with fasting. Uh, if you're Catholic, you might be aware of, like, Fish Fridays or something like that, uh, or Lent, that's a practice. Uh, Fasting is what some people would call a spiritual discipline, uh, or what we just say, uh, maybe a religious rhythm or practice. Uh, It is not only in the Jewish faith and the Christian faith, but it's in other faiths as well. Um, And the practice from a Christianity standpoint and from the Jewish standpoint uh, was that it was to take intentional time 
to put yourself in a state of dependence, honestly, before God, so that he might shape and form you and have really all of your attention. And so, especially in our context, I would say this, uh, fasting uh, says, my desires do not define me. So we're going to allow God to define us and say, you know what, these things in me, whether it be social media or food, or you can fast from a number of things, you're saying, this will not define me. God, you do it. Right. Which sounds like a really good thing. Right. Right. It's a great practice, a spiritual discipline, been done for centuries. And in their context, it would have been familiar. I mean, it's something people did all the time. And you would know when someone was fasting because they were kind of social cues. Right. Right. Um, Weekly fasts were normal. There were fasts before feasts in the Jewish tradition. And so here's what really what the Pharisees are saying, right? They're saying, hey, we have this good spiritual practice Mm -hmm. that we've done for centuries and centuries to help us grow in our dependence on God, to say, just like what you said, right, that yeah. our desires don't define us. And then they look at Jesus and say, well, why don't, why don't your disciples do this? Right, and why? I love it because they're not real happy with John. But in this context, they're like, hey, uh, you know, John, it's like they go and get him when they want him on right. their side. They're right. like, John, the prophet we don't like but, and oppose, but his disciples, we're this way. And it's like that Sesame Street, one of these things is not like the other. What about you? Like, right. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. 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 We, we uh, did not like John the Baptist until this very right. moment where we can use him. Now to, he's useful to yeah, us. Yeah. 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 Um, and so Jesus, in answering their, their questions, uses like three metaphors. He yep. just stacks some metaphors on top of each other. He talks about um, a wedding feast and the bridegroom. He talks about um, sewing a patch on some clothes. Uh, he talks about wine and wineskins. What, what's going on here? What do we need to know? What's the main idea here? Uh, yeah, I think he's really uh, setting up for them that like the container in which they're trying to accomplish the coming kingdom uh, is perhaps uh, rightly rooted in a practice of putting yourself before God, but they've missed the fact that uh, it's the kingdom of God that's coming. Right. And so that's coming in Jesus differently than uh, they're trying to accomplish it. And so it's almost like saying, hey, I'm doing the practice, but you're kind of missing that the power through which that transformation comes is actually God's presence. Right. And so the presence of God in you is what actually makes the difference, not the removal of the food or the social media. Yeah. I mean, that, that helps, but what I'm really looking for is God's presence. And so he talks about timing. That's important. With The, f- uh, the wedding feast is really an issue it's an, an, of uh, timing, what's appropriate. Like he's saying, hey, when you're going to a wedding and it's almost there and the bridegroom's with you and the couple's there, it's a time of celebration and rejoicing, right? right. And he's saying God's presence in him right there. It's, that's, he's saying he is... Uh, he is the bridegroom, right? And the his kingdom and the people of his kingdom are the bride. And he's saying, "I'm here now." Yeah, it wouldn't be appropriate to fast, right? The presence of God that you're asking to be here in your fasting is right there. Is here, right? Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to come up with something off the top of my head that we would do it, but it's like um, it. You're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for the show to start, you know, and you. you you're waiting for the band to come on stage, um, and everyone's like just kind of talking. When the band comes out, you start cheering. Right. And it, if someone said, shh, 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 you'd be like, no, 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 no. This is the this appropriate is the, time. This is it, man. Yeah. 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 Okay, so 
Um, we've been talking some about this in the series of Mark. So what you're saying is that the Pharisees are looking at particular practices, yeah. and they're saying these particular practices are going to be the means mm-hmm. by which we invite God back, earn God's favor, God's going to come back and set right. this kingdom right. And really what Jesus is pointing out here is, wait, 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 what you're missing out on is the presence of God is already here. Right. So this is coming, right? Is, that was his first message, right? It's right. at hand. Right. It's here. It's Repent now. and believe. Right. And yeah. so it's not the idea that fasting is bad. They're not even really having a conversation about fasting. No. They're having no. a conversation about the kingdom. Right. Yeah. Great. What about, is there anything else with these metaphors that maybe we need to know? We talked about timing. The kingdom is now. It's at hand. Yeah, I think, too, he, he's trying to say, like, uh, their way of thinking needs to change. And so he's honestly probably inviting them to think about their practices mm-hmm. and their own view of God differently. Um, so when he says you can't put a piece of cloth on a garment and that's new and it's old, yeah, we don't do that much in today because we just go buy a new pair of jeans or we, we find something on Amazon or, or maybe we put the hole in the jeans on purpose, right? right? Uh, but if you patch something... Uh, the you know if it's never been shrunk before and you put it in the dryer, that little patch is going to actually wrinkle the rest of the garment. It doesn't work. It's what right. he's saying. He's saying that they're not compatible. Right. And so in that, in the same thing, uh, in that imagery, you've got the way in which you're thinking about the kingdom of God coming uh, and the presence of God is not compatible with what I'm doing. Mm. The second thing I would say is that it's more because with the the wine, what would happen is you put wine into a, a skin of an animal, like that's what they made their bottles from. Uh, and like leather, that's what it is, it would stretch. And as wine ferments, it gives off, uh, I don't know, uh, some vapor. Someone's a chemist and they can write to you. And that's going to stretch that out. Well, then you put more wine in that hasn't released its vapor yet. It's going to explode too. It's like if you put the top on a gas can and shook it up and just left it in your garage, it's going to like eventually right. try to rupture. Uh, he's saying the things that you're trying to, the way that you're thinking not only needs to change, uh, and it doesn't uh, match what I'm doing, but it needs to expand. It actually can't contain it. Right. right? This is b- bigger right. than what you thought. Yep. This is bigger than what you were yep. expecting. Right. Wow. Right. So my presence is here. It's right now. The timing's wrong. You need to think differently about that. I'm here. Recognize that. Uh, it's not compatible. You need to change the way that you're thinking. And you need to expand your vision for the kingdom of God. Yeah, almost like expectations. Yep. Like you're expecting the wrong thing. Right. Yeah. So as long as they keep trying to stuff Jesus into their worldview instead of changing their view of God's kingdom to Christ, uh, they'll keep having this issue. Yeah. And isn't that where we kind of start to push on us? Absolutely. Right? Like what are ways where we mm-hmm. are expecting the wrong things of God, uh, not seeing properly his presence with us, uh, ways that maybe we have shaped a kingdom view that is not compatible with Jesus or the Scripture. Uh, so how would we walk away from this passage present day uh, in the present moment? You want me to get in trouble or do the right? Please get in no, trouble. We I, love trouble. No, I mean, I think there's some some people would look at this and they would start immediately looking at church practices and methods of worship. And they'd say, oh, these are old methods of worship, new methods of worship. Maybe sure, like, but that I don't think is a primary thing, and so that's what I'm trying to do: steer maybe the listener, who's listen, somebody's listened to this in their car on the way to work. I don't think we're primarily talking about what songs we're singing, right, or the instruments we're using. Uh, I think we're talking more along the lines of like 
the temptation for us to see God as useful and never think about the fact that he might be trying to use us in his plan. Right. So we've got plans for our life. We've got plans for our kids. We've got reasons we would come to Christ. Um, I think one of the ways this shows up is, uh, and I'm constantly talking to God about what I deserve. Uh, God, I think my life should be here. I think my family should be here. I think my kids should be at this point. Why aren't you on my plan? Why aren't you moving that? Uh, when reality, he probably has me right where he wants me. Yeah. And he might be trying to expand my view of what he's doing in the world through me, outside of me, uh, beyond me. Uh, suffering is probably an easy one to pick on in the United States. We can't imagine a kingdom of God coming to this place that doesn't include our, or that in, yeah, that doesn't include our suffering. Right. And so the fact that I might have to suffer, uh, things might have to get difficult. Uh, the fact that uh, everyone is healed ultimately in eternity, but maybe on this earth that doesn't happen. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, those are yeah. So really, off the top. So really, what you're saying is we fall into a similar trap. Yep. Of believing that we have these practices or rituals that we could earn God's favor with. And if we do those, then we deserve something from God. Yeah. Right? Like what yeah. we deserve. Implicitly. Because I don't think the average person in our church is, would go, uh, oh, yeah, that's me. Right. Like, I'm fasting, and so I deserve something better. We would do it I, differently. We'd right. say, oh, it's by grace. God, you know, God loves us. I didn't do anything to get it. But now that I'm in, we, we start working the system. Right. Uh, because that's inside of us. Yeah. Like, I think we look at these guys, and we go, oh, man, Jesus opposed them. They're his enemies. I would never do that. And you're like... Yeah, maybe not to that extent in the same way, but everyone's heart does it. Right. We try to fit God into our container. We try to put him in a box. Uh, and I think whenever the presence of God does show up in our life and where it shows up, he's always pushing further than I think we expect. Right. And that presence could be in, like, the wedding, something joyous right. and a celebration, or it could be in suffering, like right. what you said. Right. And so, yeah, I'm not talking just clear. Not necessarily a visible presence, right? right? But wherever God's kingdom is pushing my values, my heart, the things that I love, where my affections lie, how I handle my finances, how I see my kids and my family. Um, I, I think the question I would ask is, you know, where where is my view of the kingdom of God not compatible with the presence of Christ? Man, that's really good, really good. And yet again, I think this theme through Mark that we're seeing is that Jesus' view of the kingdom is often radically different from ours. Right. And one of the best practices for us is to look to Jesus' kingdom, what yep. he describes, uh, instead of trying to build our own. That's good. Man, thanks for joining us. Maybe, can we do this again sometime? Yeah, I'd love that. Cool. Thanks. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that that conversation with Dave is helpful for you to see these two very different views of God's kingdom and maybe identify in yourself ways that you are living for your own kingdom instead of the kingdom of Jesus. We hope to see you again next time on the Mercy Hill Podcast.